Pro Football Playbook, presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network, your source for team news, draft needs, player profiles and rankings, full senior bowl, combine, and NFL draft coverage, news, analysis, discussion. It's in the playbook. Now, here is your host, sports journalist Bill Alfstead, and featured analyst Keith Myers. Hey, pro football fans. Welcome into the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Offstead, sitting down with Keith Myers. We're continuing our long series, looking at every team, uh, evaluating team rosters up this week is the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts. Keith, welcome in. Yeah, two teams that are kind of on you know opposite ends of, of the competitive spectrum. The Colts are a, um, a team that's on the verge. They kind of felt like they were a quarterback away and Carson Wentz turned out not to be that guy. Um, whereas Houston is in the midst of a complete and total rebuild and they've got, they've got a ways to go. So uh, let's jump into Houston first because well, alphabetical order. And also because they're, they're, they, they're an interesting team in that, you know, new regime, um, new everything. They, they finally, uh, got out from underneath this Deshaun Watson saga, and now mm-hmm. they can start building in earnest. And so, kind of an interesting, like you know, blank slate for them uh, going into this offseason. You know, strangely enough, I thought that the the Lovey Smith as head coach um, hire was was actually a really good move for them. Um, Lovey Smith's kind of been around the league. I think he's coached over forty years um in various different positions and so forth he's very well respected with players and that's key with this team um because prior regimes have just not had that and uh he comes in blows the thing completely open they kind of have an opportunity now to build around davis mills a little bit they give him a vote of confidence by not uh getting a guy in the draft and um he didn't perform terrible last year he wasn't perfect but as a rookie coming in with on a bad roster i thought he did a pretty decent job now they get a chance to kind of build around that i thought they had an okay off season as far as free agency was concerned but i thought during the draft they really had an opportunity to, to improve their roster and did i thought i agree i think they had uh, i mean they had just a ton of draft capital um and could really just you know go get guys because they're picking at the top of every round and and uh went and got some talent uh, i like what they did in the draft so and it started with uh derek stingley jr um with the third mm. pick now yeah. he was thought of as the second was best a shocker corner. Up a pick um, for, to me i i really kind of expected them to go offensive line uh, with or that defensive pick. End. Yeah. yeah um but derek stingley jr is an absolute um, like he is such a good prospect. Like he's the type of guy that you can go and, you know, build a defense around. Um, I know it's been, everyone's people are like the critics are gonna be like, Oh, it's been a couple of years since, you know, he did that. He was, he looked in, at a 2019, like he was going to be first pick in the draft. Deion Sanders kind of, uh, you know, type of cornerback. And then, yeah, he got hurt. And then there was the COVID year. So, uh, yeah, it's been a couple of years, but there's no doubting just the extreme talent that he's got. He's a difference maker. And I, so while it was shocking, cause I, everyone kind of expected them to go in a different direction. 
it's not that shocking because he's one of the better just pure athletes in the draft. Yeah, I think, um, you know, before they got to the draft, they made the, the Deshaun Watson uh, trade, got him um, out of the way. Uh, it cleared a whole bunch of stuff out of out of Houston's situation, including uh, some salary cap relief, a little bit of that. But mostly just getting that drama off the team, moving on, uh, being able to collect some draft picks, as you said. I thought they did as best as anybody could possibly imagine in that trade. And um, and then they went into the draft with 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 a boatload of picks, like you said. Stingley, I think, is uh, underrated, if you can say that, just because everyone kind of put those injuries on him, I think, uh, and dropped him in the draft. And he's clearly a top five talent, um, so he'll be able to go out and try to prove that. And then uh, their second pick, Kenyon Green, number fifteen overall, thought slightly early for that pick, but solves an interior offensive line issue for the Texans and then Jalen Petrie one of my favorite picks in the draft 37 overall as a versatile safety uh, prospect for them defensive back can play the slot can play pretty much all over the place for them and um, took a chance on wide receiver John Mechie the third out of Alabama um, after he had the ACL Um, and so I and, and Christian Harris and Damian Pierce I mean Quite frankly, the the top five or six guys in this draft, uh, selection wise, for them have a chance to really come in right away and and compete for either starting or high rotation roles. Oh, I, and I I agree with that. I think that if you look at it, um, all the guys that you've mentioned, Harris, Pierce, um, you know, Petrie and Stingley Jr. should all be starters on day one. Oh, and Green, I missed that one. Um, Mechie mm-hmm. would be, except that you know, he probably isn't going to be playing week one because he's coming back from that injury. Um, but once he's back, he'll be a starter too. That's a lot of talent mm-hmm. to add mm-hmm. in one draft class. Um, I understand they really love uh, Christian Harris, but they have one of the best linebacking groups, I think overall in the NFL, that's one of their strongest position groups that they've got there uh, with, um, with Camus, uh, Gruger Hill and uh, Kirksey, uh, Christian Kirksey. Uh, holding down the middle linebacker spot. But Christian Harris is going to push for that spot sooner rather than later. I think they really like his work ethic. They like the way that he moves uh, for their defense. Um, so that's going to be interesting. And then they kind of remade their running back room from last year. Last year they were kind of a hot mess. Um, and so this year they're basically starting from scratch. They've got... Um, Marlon Mack comes in and Rex Burkhead, but then Damian Pierce is going to push right away. Um, mm-hmm. the, the rub on Damian Pierce in the draft and why he kind of fell into the, what was it, the fourth round or so, fifth round, was that he just didn't have a lot of snaps uh, where he was at at Florida. Um, but when he did have snaps, his production was um, was really high. And so and he's the type of a kind of a bruiser back that's going to be able to carry it through the tackles for them and uh, pick up yards after contact it's exactly what they want to do and a levy smith you know levy smith's kind of a defensive guy but that's the way he want to wants to run his offense he wants to establish the run to be able to help out his uh, his young quarterback there yeah and, and being able to run the ball being able to to get those quick passes that kind of stuff um is great but they've also got guys that can stretch the field brandon cooks philip dorsett mm. um can can keep the safeties honest make sure that they stay back 
to create space underneath. Yeah. Um, when well, Michi comes in, holy cow. I mean, he's yeah, going to be the, the, the class of the, of the pile there. Absolutely. Sure. Um, so they've, they've got some talent. They've got some weapons. And I actually kind of like they've, they've got a start of an offensive line in, in Laramie Tunsil and Kenyon Green. Um, mm-hmm. You know, their last or, you know, two first round picks in the last two years um, on the left side. That's a great start to building a great line. Um, you know, Justin Britt. Uh, AJ can and Titus Howard fill out that line. I think the right side is going to be a little weaker. Um, well, it's going to be the week's weekend of it, but uh, that's a lot of talent on the left side. It's really them starting to build uh, what yes. could be a great offensive line. I think it's it's going to be two or three year project here. You know, mm-hmm. there's no illusions here. They have a, one of the worst rosters in the NFL, but they're starting to improve some key positions. Uh, the offensive line you mentioned, wide receiver, they've got some skilled positions now. Damian Pierce is going to be able to come in and run the ball right away, uh, give Davis Mills a chance to uh, fortify his his spot there. I think he had like a 88 or 89 uh, passer rating last year, threw for like 26, 2,700 yards, uh, didn't throw a lot of interceptions, a few touchdowns. So he's got a chance to improve uh, under an improved offensive line there as well. So it'll be interesting. I, mean, I, I, I like what they're doing. I mean, it's, I know you've been in particular, I, and for me too, but you really kind of highlighted how, how the hot mess this franchise has been for a while and how mm-hmm. awful the, 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 the roster has been. Four wins last year. You know, they're not going to fool anybody. It's, it's, they're going to be stretched to, to get to maybe six or seven wins this year. But they are on an ascending path, which mm-hmm. is good news for that fan base because, you know, if you're going to stick around with a team that's going to be down for for two or three years, which they have been, um, even with Deshaun Watson while he was there, um, it, it's just it's it's an endurance race. And once you finally figure out that you're cresting the hill a little bit, and, and now you're kind of climbing, um, it's it's a good it's a good thing. Yeah, I will say though that um, while they get uh, you know Stingley Jr. and um, and Petrie like up to speed and on the field and whatnot. Um, I'm not sure how good this defense is going to be. Yeah. They've got some, they've got good linebackers and the talent adding those two to the, um, to the secondary is going to be great, but I am not impressed with that. Their defensive line. No, I mean, that's just, their weak spot for that, sure. And, and you can't be weak in the trenches and do well. And that's one of the things that we talk about. Like there's reasons to to have some optimism and recognize that this this team is going in the right direction and they're improving but there's also you know the glaring weaknesses like the right side of the offensive line and and the defensive line that show you they're not they're not ready for prime time yet um they have an opportunity to get there in a year if they make the right moves but right now uh they're still at least a year away The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Day Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom! you have a shot at an even bigger payout. 
Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You know, and Lovey Smith will not accept complacency um, or, or, you know, lack of of help. And he's going to be the kind of the defensive coordinator there as well as the the, uh, the head coach. Uh, and Pep Hamilton, which I highly respect as an offensive coordinator, uh, originally uh, came through the, the Chargers system um, and was out there last year as kind of being an offensive coordinator uh guy and so this year comes in um as an offensive coordinator for them and i like him he's kind of innovative and um that you know he'll have a nice well-balanced approach so i I just think that's a it's a franchise on the upswing it's about time you know they've been kind of in in the doldrums for a little bit especially with you know ownership and all that kind of stuff it's just it's just been kind of a hot mess um i still see them though finishing like you know last or second to last in the division though it's just yeah it's six wins six wins is going to be uh kind of where i expect them but i what i expect them to be is more competitive they're not going to get blown out in the same way that they were um last year they're going to be in more games even if they don't come out on top of them uh they're going to be more entertaining they're going to be um there's going to be reason for optimism coming out of this season for their fan base and that's important so moving on to the indianapolis colts probably one of the most interesting conversations i think that that you and i will have in this series in in the idea that they moved on they they invested in their quarterback last year i thought they had that handled didn't work out traded in the off season here luckily i mean i i don't even know how really and then they got compensation back and so forth carson wentz and then they went out and they were able to get Matt Ryan uh, from Atlanta. And I know that everyone thinks that that Matt's kind of washed up and so forth, and that that may very well end up being true, and it may may not. He might have a little bit of a resurgence um, with the situation. But I know one thing for sure. He's extremely well-respected around the league. And on this team, it is completely revitalized. Uh, their belief that they can get some things done on offense this year. Frank Reich and, and uh, Marcus Bradley, their um, offensive coordinator. And then on the other side, Keith, they brought on Gus Bradley uh, as the DC, and they've got a whole new defense this year, um, mm-hmm. which is going to be uh, which is going to be interesting based on the old Pete Carroll type uh, defense. Yeah, but if you look at what Gus Bradley has done, uh, like when he was with the Chargers, he has ventured away from the old Pete Carroll defense and has shown to be uh, more innovative and willing to do different things. So I actually really like him as a defensive coordinator. I know it didn't really work out for him as a head coach, but as a defensive coordinator, he has improved the defense everywhere he's been. And so um, that's a great hire for them. And they kind of need it. Like This is a roster that is really solid, but for some reason, they just can't seem to get through 
um, where they're actually, you know, a playoff team and, and competitive. And, you know, last year they went into the last week of the game where they got to um, play Jacksonville, the team that ended up the, um, the first overall pick in the draft because they were that bad. And it was a win in your end situation for them. And they lost. Mm-hmm. They lost to Jacksonville in that situation. And you go, all right, so maybe they're not who we thought they were. But then you look at the roster and you're like, no, there's a lot to like here. And, you know, watching the tape, Carson Wentz was bad. I can't believe Washington gave up anything um, to take him and that contract away. Um, I agree. Like, that's just absurd. But you know what? Credit uh, the indie front office for getting it done. So what did you think of their offseason as far as free agency is concerned? I, you know, they didn't have a tremendous amount of free agency moves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in uh, Yannick and in uh, Nadakwe uh, came over. Um, other than that, maybe Stefan Gilmore. Um, came, I mean, those, came, those are came in those there. are some names. Um, yeah, they've and, got DeForest uh, Buckner at, at defensive tackle. I mean, they've got a nice defense. Darius Leonard at linebacker is a nice piece. They mostly added depth, though. So you take a look at their their free agency, and then their um, in their draft, they really didn't get a lot of, of starters. I mean, you could argue that maybe Alec Pierce has a chance to start on the outside at one of the wide receiver spots uh, for them, opposite like Michael Pittman, because mm-hmm. um, Paris Campbell is going to play in the slot. And then after that, it's really kind of eh. I mean, they're they're wide receivers. I I was complete to be completely honest. I thought that they would invest a little bit more in those given the fact that they now have a quarterback to throw the ball around a little bit to them. Yeah. I mean, I think um, I, I just looked at where they were in the draft. I mean, their first pick didn't come until 53, you know, pick 21 in round two. Um, and then they picked 73, 77 and 96. Those are their only top 100 picks. Those are their only top 150 uh, picks. So those, you know, they just didn't have draft capital to throw around and use. Um, in this and they kind of just had to take what came in came to them uh alec pierce is probably a number three at wide receiver um good player but maybe not you know breakthrough starter uh jelani woods at tight end i think is a guy that can develop into a good player even though he's not there um i like the bernard uh raymond pick uh offensive tackle out of 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 course you do michigan um i think he's a guy that can come in and um, probably be their, you know, their swing tackle right away. Um, there's mm-hmm. talk that he might actually end up starting at guard, which I think would be crazy given, um, mm. you know, the, the talent they've got there um, on the offensive line. But, you know, people are talking about it, uh, him at right guard. But I, I think it's more he's going to be the swing tackle and then have an opportunity to um, win a job going forward. Uh, you know, I mean, they, they did well given – what they little um safety or what little um capital they had they just didn't have a lot of picks yeah you know here's the deal they've they've got the can they win the division um with with the titans sitting there and i just i don't know I don't know. I think they can. I mean, Jonathan Stewart, no one's going to argue that he's one of the best running backs in the NFL. Now mm-hmm. Matt Ryan comes on board. You've got a few uh, guys that you can throw to, including Alex Cox, 
they drafted Jelani Woods, who's a pass catching tight end, and like at 249 pounds, but runs Paris like a four Campbell, or five. Michael Pittman Jr., and now Alec Pierce added to the yeah. mix. I, I mean, that's, that's and, not and what, Naheem Hines is a great receiver out of the backfield. Yeah. Um, so, and then, but then, you know, you look at uh, the offensive line. Ryan Kelly is good. Quentin Nelson is arguably the best guard in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Pryor has been playing well. Uh, Braden Smith, I think, is underrated uh, at right tackle. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, they've got an offensive line that they can run behind. Jonathan and you, Taylor and you is going to have a big give, year. When you give Matt Ryan time, he can pick you apart. You know, oh, his yeah. arm might be toast. He might not be able to throw it 50 yards down the field anymore, but he can throw those 20 yard outs all day. And um, if he's got time, they can mm-hmm. march the march the ball down the field with Jonathan Taylor picking up short yardage and, and uh, breaking, breaking away at certain yeah. points from all over the field. He can take it to the house. So what do you think about their defense, Keith? So their defense has some really nice pieces. And this is our, I mean, you mentioned uh, DeForest Buckner and now you add Yannick Nico. Neg- Neg- Quay. <laughs> um you know to their um to their defensive line um i think grover stewart's also one of those guys that that it's not a name that people uh hear a lot and think of but he's better than people think um you know i, I like the way their defense is put together um, yeah, and you cross. didn't even mention uh, Woody Pay, you know. Oh yeah, is, I just like skipped right over that. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the best defensive ends, you know, in in the business. And um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with their defense. You know, it's um, I think they've got an average secondary. They've got an, uh, a really pretty decent linebacker core, and I think their their front line is maybe the best in the division. Although mm-hmm. the Titans also are looking pretty good there as well. I I don't know. I mean, what did they win last year, Keith? Were they a nine-win team? I believe they were. And so you've just got to you've got to think that maybe does is is Matt Ryan good enough with basically the same starting lineup able to to push them to ten or eleven wins? And I'm not sure. I think he is simply because. Um, you're, if you look at just pure stats and you go, well, maybe um, it wasn't quite so bad last year, but then you look at where, when it, the individual stats um, were compiled and it seemed that in big spots, like if the game was close or you know late in the game when they needed a drive or um, you know at, at the end of the season when they, if they just needed a win, those were when Carson Wentz came up small, like just absolutely did not play well. Um, what they needed was someone who could come up and just be steady and be um, a little more, you know, clutch for the lack of a better word and just Decisive, play, right. yeah, just play better when it mattered. Um, and you, Matt Ryan's going to give him that. Mm-hmm. So I agree. No, I agree. Yeah. I mean, the AFC dude. The AFC is rough. Getting into the playoffs, <laughs> getting into the playoffs know, is hard. Right. Getting out of the playoffs is going to feel impossible. This AFC is rough. So the 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 Colts were very close to a playoff team. I think their roster is good enough to be a playoff team. They just didn't have the quarterback play. Um, but they were there last year. I think they're they've improved. 
but the rest of the conference mm. as a whole is also improved. It's going to yeah. be tough um, to get into the playoffs. And then you look at once you're in just the uh, murderous row of, you know, uh, teams that you're going to have to play to get through the playoffs is it's crazy. Yeah. They uh, may not make it, you know, they may not make it. I mean, think about the playoff teams. So what do you got? Seven teams mm-hmm. in the playoffs. So you're going to have Buffalo, new England, maybe Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Indiana, the entire AFC West. Tennessee, Denver, Kansas city, Los Angeles, Las Vegas. Somebody's got to go. And quite honestly, you're going to pick Indianapolis like nine out of 10 times to not make it in that crowd. Yeah. Um, it's just, it is what it is. And it, I don't even know if 10 wins too. is going to get that to you. Yeah. Yeah. You got to hope that the AFC West beat up on each other and, um, mm. you know, make it so only, you know, two of those teams go and that New England. And the AFC North does the same. Yeah. And so you end up with like, um, you know, the, the Bengals, Kansas City, we'll say San Diego. Um, you know, if you they, if they win the division, if they can beat Tennessee, then they're in. Or then we, they don't have to worry about everyone else. But um, if, let's say they end up second in the division. You know, you, you've got to, you need other teams to fall off so that way you can get there. And 10 wins might not get it done, but I think it will because of the seventh playoff spot. Hmm. Wow. I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, when we get deeper into these shows, you know, closer to September and we start going through our predictions and, and so forth, it's going to be very interesting to see who just doesn't make the cut, mm-hmm. you know, cause I, you could, you know, argue and Tennessee is going to argue that they improved, um, this off season. Um, so. Yeah, I think I, Maybe I just like Indy's roster more than I should, but I think that they're a quality team top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And no, I, I agree. I think if they were in the NFC, it'd be no, no problem. Oh yeah. I'm just Easy. looking at all these teams, just, you know, there's rough. four in the AFC West alone. Let's just say all four teams in the AFC make it. That's leaves three of the division winners. Yep. And that's it to get in. And that's it. So if Tennessee wins the division, they're, they're out. I mean, that's all it really would really take. Even if you yeah, eliminated but, one of those and you said, you know, Cincinnati and Cleveland need to get in. Um, and then there's Baltimore. I mean, Holy cow. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's just kind of going off a little bit. So. Yeah. It, it's, it, it, it is a rough sell. This is like, for them, like they finally, they've got this roster, which is like ready to compete. And they're just, they just needed quarterback play for the last few years. And now they've got it. We hope maybe, um, you know, with, with uh, uh, an aging Matt Ryan, but it might not be enough just because everyone else got better. The AFC is loaded. So much talent moved from the NFC to the AFC this year. Um, there's just no doubt the AFC is like by far the better conference. And, you know, quite honestly, Matt Ryan's going to be a placeholder quarterback. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he rises up and performs better than the last couple of years because um, that's what they're going to need. They're, they're, they're not going to be able to get a guy that's going to throw 15 interceptions and a guy that uh, can't get the ball down the field when he needs to and make the throws that he used to make. He needs to be able to make those throws 
he's going to have an offense that's going to give him an opportunity and uh, an offensive line that's one of the best in the business. And we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Anything else? No, I just, um, yeah, a couple of interesting teams. Just interesting for very different reasons, but both very interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Follow Keith at Myers NFL. You can follow me at Alpstead NFL and follow the show at PF underscore playbook on Twitter. You can follow us on our your favorite podcast platform and YouTube and make sure you subscribe and share. So until next time, take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. Follow Keith at Myers NFL. Bill is at Alpstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook. Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube and at our website, profootballplaybook.co.